you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is uh, to know that you would tune into this broadcast and be part of what we're doing. Uh, with me, finishing up this week, as always, is our dear brother Kevin out there in Barstow. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. You know, Barstow, I mean, that's just one of those names. I don't know where that comes from. And see, here I am throwing that at you right now. I've never been to another Barstow. <laughs> I have my no whole idea. Life. Well, you know what it reminds me of is the National Training Center, as we've talked about, in Fort Irwin. And, yep. uh, you know, that's where you're at in the, in the world out there. It's a, it's a different world out there, man. It's like being in a different country. I assure you when you're born and raised in Connecticut and you're stationed at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, and then you're stationed in Korea or something, then you, you go over to California and go like, wow, up in the desert there. You're like, I'm in a different country, man. <laughs> this, this can't be part of America. This is a twilight zone because <laughs> it's so different from everywhere else I'd ever been. Yeah. It is. It's the Mojave Desert, you know. It's the Mojave Desert, and it is unlike any other place really in the uh, in the country. I mean, you can go down into Phoenix and Tucson where it is desert, but there it's it's low desert. Here, yeah. it's just different. It's, <laughs> it's I weird. Don't, I don't like yeah. it as much. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we would go there to prepare in case something ever happened in the Middle East. So me being there in the 70s and 80s are like, boy, nothing's ever going to happen in the Middle East. Those countries would never mess with us. You know, Boy, I, I'm glad the Army had better uh, people who, you know, forecast these types of things than me, who, you know, with a better vision. So we've talked about, folks, we came in this week and we talked about healing. We've talked about helping. Uh, we've talked about how taking that help into a different level and having a ministry for God, uh, how being a mentor next and how you can mentor people. And, and boy, that's a big calling, I believe, is to have someone in your life you check on, talk to, love, you put ahead of yourself, you, you take care of them, you're with them in the bad times, you're with them in the good times, uh, you're just with them. And, and being a mentor, there's nothing better than that. Men, ladies, there's nothing better than that uh, when you can love somebody enough to talk to them and check on them and stuff like that. And today we're going to talk about having a positive attitude because if I know one thing, I know that trauma, I know that PTSD, mm -hmm. I know that life being upside down, I know that kids, I know that all the things that we go through in this world, people who've hurt us and people we've hurt in life and medical conditions and all that puts us in a position where... We're not necessarily the most positive people on God's green earth. And I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I look at this in two ways. I used to go to a church, and there was a guy I went to. He's in heaven now, thank goodness. He, he didn't have an attitude problem anymore. But there was a guy in church, and I went to church with him years ago and I, for a while. And every time I would see this guy, he would, he would come up to me and remind me that he helped build the church that I was in. And he reminded me everything in life. And he was so negative, you know, oh, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I, I just wish it was all over. And, and I mean, I would leave him and my entire essence was sucked out of me. I mean, it was like he was a fun sucker. He would suck the fun yeah. and positive. Folks, you don't ever want to be a fun sucker and has positive attitude sucker where you pull things away from each other. And, uh, 
Uh, you know, I'm reminded of the verse over there in Psalm 118. This is the day. Remember singing that song? This is the day. This is yeah. the day that the Lord that hath the Lord made. Had that the Lord hath yeah. made. He will re- we will rejoice. Well, anyway, that's what God says to us. This is the day I've made. Yeah. Rejoice in it. Be glad in it. Make a difference in it. You've got Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And, and, and Kevin, every day we got to wake up with an intentionality. Every day we we, we got to contend uh, for the Spirit of God to move in us. It just doesn't happen. We don't wake up in Barstow with a sore back. Or uh, Kevin, actually, I'll let you in on a secret. He has a little bit of a sore shoulder right now, and, and he's nursing it, and God's bringing it back together for him. But you don't wake up with that sore shoulder and jump out of bed and say, ah, praise God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- there's there's this, um, I, I call it, um, you know, there's a kind of faith that's wishful thinking and there's this drippy kind of positive attitude that, that just, um, is not realistic. It's not based on reality. These call it rose colored glasses, you know, it's just, it's looking at a world that's not naturally colored. And, um, but the whole, the whole idea is PTSD or dealing, you know, kind of the, the one, one theme that, that we have been talking about is nar- dealing with a narcissist. A narcissist is someone who can be very, very positive sounding, but um, but it, he leaves you in a dark place. He sucks the life out of you. Everything yeah. that Doug was just saying there, he will leave you. In fact, he will leave you like David. I believe it was David that said, and um, no, actually it was uh, it was Jeremiah in Lamentations three seventeen. He said, "And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity." And you know, you can be in a dark place because of dealing with people where you forget prosperity. In other words, you, you forget what it's like to have a, a fullness in your soul. And, um, joy is a fullness in the soul. And, and, and it's a, uh, it's an abiding sense that everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to land on my feet. Well, you know, there's the other side of it is where you forget prosperity. You know, if, if one person says there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to literally say, yeah, it's a train. Well, that, that sense that, um, you know, the glass is always half empty. It, it's a state of, uh, I call it darkness, but I know there's some times where I've been through a, a depression where I said, Lord, I am in a dark place. I, I just, it's, it's not just, you know, a physical thing. I've got, you know, autoimmune issues from Lyme disease. And so there are times where you've just gone through a, a, a negative blah physically, you know, it messes with your hormones, your endorphins, your uh, whatever, so your tosins and osins and uh, ogens and trojans. But you're, you're, um, you're sometimes in a place that's way beyond that where you forgot. Well, it's like it says there in First um, uh, Samuel twelve nine, and when they forgot the Lord their God, and uh, it says in Judges three seven, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam and the groves. And so, you know, you just you can get so wrapped up in your problem or in your prosperity. You know, you can become distracted, like Jesus said, by the cares of this life, like a thorn that chokes the good thing. Either way, 
it'll it'll mess with your attitude and eventually um you're going to get you're going to get negative because the devil's going to lie to you he's going to the devil lies to us on one hand and says everything's better than it is and as soon as we fall off of that pinnacle we're down in the valley and he lies to us and says it's worse than it is and then he talks us out of the fact that we ever had prosperity we ever had a good time we ever had a good day and i i just know that um god's will it says uh he will make the rough places plain every mountain shall be exalted i mean every valley shall be exalted and every mountain every hill made low he wants to take the you know the 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 ekg of life and make it more a steady rise rather than a a sine wave you know sinusoidal he wants to make us you know kind of even out not not bipolar but but someone that says you know what it, things are not better than they are they're not worse than they are we have a big god just like Doug says a lot we have a big god and that god is bigger than my problem and i'm not going to forget that i'm going to keep rolling with it and uh, i think that's the attitude of god don't you think I think so. And, and and exactly what you said is the devil mocking us, playing us, trying to turn things upside down. And, you know, I'm always going back and I know, brother, we've said this verse a hundred times and we'll probably say it a hundred more over the next few years. But finally, brethren, over there in the book of Philippians, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things mm-hmm. are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And we've got a responsibility when the heaviness shows up. For that matter, we got a responsibility when we wake up with the Lyme disease and the myalgias and the arthritis and life. And it really, no matter how old you are, what you're suffering from, every day we got to get up and we got to think on those things that are honest and those things that are just and those things that are pure. So, in other words, you know, it, it almost means here, and I'm not against television. I watch television. I watch cop shows and crazy things. Debbie and I watch cop movies once in a while. And but, you know, TV can bring you to a bad place. And folks, I, and I want to say this, radio can bring you to a bad place. And mm-hmm. listening to the wrong broadcast can bring you to a bad place. And so I think it's so important that we, we remember what brings us the negative juju, what brings us the bad times, and, uh, and it's the devil. But hang with us. Let us do what we got to do. We'll be right back with you. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So you know that whole verse... Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. It's, that's God encouraging us as believers to focus on our thoughts. 
man, because I'm here to tell you the devil can plant some things and change some things and throw some things. And, and God's saying, well, how do I know what's lovely? How do I know what's pure? You know, God's telling us to focus on the good things. Well, how do I know those things? Well, we know those things from studying the word of God, uh, from listening to things like this broadcast right now. Uh, we know what's pure. We know what's honest. We know those things are godly. And, and by dwelling on those good things, by dwelling on the honest things, by dwelling on the pure things, by dwelling on uh, lovely things. I love that word lovely there in the Bible, those things of good report. By dwelling on what God's done for us, Kevin, you know, by dwelling on where God has brought us to this point, because we're not without attacks. You know, the wiles of the devil are coming. It doesn't matter who you are. We're not without being attacked. And, and, and we recognize that. And, and, and God's telling us right here, I get that. I get that. I totally get that. But, but focus on these things. You know, do your things on these things. You know, there's another side, and the other side's good. I talked to a friend about a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, Ed, and Ed niece went to heaven. He had pancreatic cancer. It went really quick over a three or four month period. But he called, and I remember talking to him, and he said, Doug, I pass from death onto life. There's so many good things for me to look at right now. Brethren, can I tell you, focus on those things. Kevin, we need to focus on the good things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, um, you know, when we're in a dark place, doubt, doubt can become believable. And, um, the greatest saying, you know, non-scripture that's helped me in dark times is the saying, I don't know who said it. Don't doubt in the dark, what God has shown you in the light. And, you know, the joy of the Lord that we got that, that was found in, in, in when things were, were better, that joy is God's will for us. But if we through for a season need to be, as, as it says in, I think Peter said, uh, and it must needs be for a season in manifold, you know, trials and griefs and stuff, then don't doubt during that period, what God has shown us in the light. And, you know, it's easy. It, I don't want to be a cranky old man. I'm 60 years old. I don't want to be a crotchety guy who just complains, get off my front porch. I want to be someone, in fact, I'm not going to say where it was, but I was at a church recently, very recently, and uh, I pulled up in my RV, scheduled a park there. Two, I saw two people that day. The first guy met me and said, oh, I didn't get the memo that you're here. <laughs> well, that, that was my welcome committee. Then the second person that I met, the second person that I met, well, I was on a walk later on the day. Uh, was a guy that walked up and said, Hey, and, uh, it was a different fellow. And he said, you know, I think, uh, do you know if the pastor's coming to this meeting, there's a meeting tonight. I was like, I, I don't know, brother, I'm in the <laughs> RV. He's like, Oh, you're in the RV. He's like, well, this pastor is going to hear it for me. You know, I'm on the board, I'm on the board type of thing. <laughs> I thought, Oh brother. But you know, the amazing thing was it was a recovery meeting. It was for, for addicts and stuff. And he was there as a, as a leader in it. He, and he, I cannot believe that he said this. He said, did you see that homeless guy? I ran him off a couple minutes ago. The guy with the shopping cart with the bags and stuff. He said, I ran him off. He literally said, I ran him off. And I was just, I, I walked away from that, from that short meeting with that brother thinking how odd 
life is that you can run a guy off uh, from a recovery meeting, you know, from being on the property when he's probably more in need of it than anyone else that you're going to meet today. But, you know, attitude is everything. And, um, you know, we can get this crotchy attitude, get off the church property. And, and I've had it, I've been, I've been that way. And one of the things that God showed me was Psalm 84, three, Doug, it says, yea, the sparrow hath found an house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. And then it's, here's the kicker, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. So here's, um, David, I guess it was that said, Hey, you know what? Uh, my attitude is that these bird nests that keep you know, being built up under the altar of incense and all under the altar of sacrifice is, uh, wow. Even the birds love hanging out here. Isn't this awesome? Or he could have said what a lot of guys say, oh, can you believe these birds? What, why don't people fix this place? What's, what's the house of God be coming around here that there's bird nests going on? Well, <laughs> and then I thought about how there's, <laughs> I'm not throwing stones at the memory of old. There's a guy they used to call fighting Bob Schuler. He, he pastored in Hollywood back years ago. I'm talking about in the forties. And, um, uh, he actually preached to, uh, Judy Garland at one point and preached to, uh, alfalfa and, um, both these die guys died tragic deaths from what I understand. But the guy, uh, was known as fighting Bob because, uh, he just had this attitude. I'm going to nip it at the bud. And there were some birds. So his church, uh, I think it was called Hollywood Baptist. His church, um, had a kind of a steeple that went above the platform and up in that steeple were bird nests. And every once in a while, while he's preaching, birds would, you know, cut loose. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) so it was, it was said that one day he showed up to preach with a 12 gauge shotgun. He said, bless God, these birds are going to pay the price for God's house today. And he shot blam, blam, blam up into the steeple. And uh, he says it rained feathers, beaks, feet. (laughs) It just was a, a mess, but, uh, you know, Doug, we can have an attitude that says, you know what, these, these, uh, these blasted, confounded homeless people, these terrible birds, or we can say, can you believe it, man, even the birds like it here. And, um, you know, I think a good attitude toward God would be, you know what, as we're going through the junk we go through, God, can you believe that you've entrusted me? With this situation, this this person is working next to me on Monday morning. He's driving me crazy, but God, you have trusted this idiot to me <laughs> to try to slow down and pick my words carefully and say something, like it says in Titus, whose mouth must be stopped to say just the right thing. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I've got that attitude. That's an ideal. But I look at David and I'm like, you know what? He had a better attitude than me, but I want to be that way about my struggles. You know, I want to say, wow, God's even trusted me with this. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, boy, I tell you that bird thing. So, birds have moved in on my car and truck, and it's been a terrible <laughs> spring, brother. Every day I have to go out there and hose it off. But I got to tell you, so 
I had come off this terrible meeting and I went to another church. It was this prophet's chamber in a church. And I remember getting to the church. I had like two hours before I preached and the pastor called and said, listen, we don't have time uh, to go out to dinner before church, but I'm sending my daughter and her kids over there bringing you by supper and, and, uh, and then you can get ready and we'll meet just before church. Don't hurry too much, brother. I know you just got in. And I remember thinking, man, that's kind of cool. And I, the knock came to the door, and I looked out, and there's a lady uh, with two or three children with, her, with a meal in her hand to hand off to me. And I opened the door to the prophet's chamber. And as soon as I opened the door, they sang to me. Oh, my soul. Uh, what a joy or something like that to be with God's servants. Some song they had written. And they handed me an outback steak, all the trimmings, oh. the bread and everything. And they said, we love you. And this little boy was about eight oh. years old. And he said, preacher? I'll never forget this. He says, we've been praying for three months for you. Thank you for honoring us and coming here. My entire life changed, folks. That's the person I want to be. Hey, we sure do love you, folks. I can't believe this time just flies by. But make sure you come back next week. we got a lot more to share with you, and we're going to hop right back in. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.